episode 136, Simon Ruwadi. I had goals, but something was missing, you know, I didn't really like the path that my, my life was going down. Welcome to the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Worlds they live by, for example, put the cookie down, origins, awakening moments, Yoda questions, and the alpha round to finish. Any men out there who are listening and are interested in the Awaken Your Alpha coaching program, Ultimatum, designed to build your body, build your mind. If you're an elite entrepreneur or professional, get in contact through Facebook, Adam Lewis Walker, message me, or Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha. And if you know you just want to get on the phone with me and you're not going to waste your own time as well as mine, if you're serious, go direct to the application form, which is www.tinyurl forward slash awaken your alpha. And if there's a fit there, we will progress and continue our journey together. Get to the podcast. Okay, good morning, everyone. We have Simon Rewadi on the line was a highly successful sales professional working in the property development and sales industry for over 10 years, building a hugely successful career and becoming highly regarded as one of the top sales professionals by the age of 27. After realizing the end game plan was, wasn't in line with his ideal goals and his ideal day, Simon took the entrepreneur challenge and left the safety of the corporate arena. Owning and operating a number of successful online businesses, Simon now co-owns and runs a motivational fitness clothing brand called STFU Fitness. And he's going to get a rare potty mouth out of me because it's called Shut the Fuck Up <laughs> Fitness. So, I mean, yeah. what a quality idea for a brand. <laughs> and this brand is fast becoming known in the fitness industry as the go-to clothing for no excuse, no bullshit style apparel that lifts your game and has you pushing yourself to be better each day. With that, I just want to jump straight in and say, Simon, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Absolutely pumped, Adam. Absolutely pumped. Can't wait to uh, have a good chat and uh, share as much as I can. Cool. I mean, so it's, it's, it's going to be real interesting to find your origin story because obviously into property, my, my dad and brother are property developers. I, I love property. Um, and then you've doing, done your sales. And then like a lot of our alphas, obviously fitness and health and nutrition is important to you. So you've sort of come across to this way. And I love the clothing brand, but I wondered if there's a, an alpha quote that you like to live your life by, regardless of what industry you're in or what you're up to at the time. Is there anything? Uh, that absolutely is. It's something that I absolutely live my life um, about and something that I consistently try and talk to other people about. And it essentially goes along the line of life is not meant to be average. You know, life to me is meant to be absolutely amazing. Um, and that's a quote that I generally, you know, whenever I'm talking to people, or whenever I'm speaking to people, it's always in the back of my head, you know, too, too often people, you know, come to me, you know, they're like, how's your day? Yeah, not bad. Or it's going okay. They just seem to be content and, you know, living, um, you know, just sort of living day to day and, and enjoying, you know, potentially enjoying themselves, but not really, you know, going out there and achieving the best they possibly can. And for me, it's all about having an amazing life and, uh, you know, it was a big part of why I left the corporate world. So that's my quote right there. Quality. You were recommended by Calvin Coyles, as I know, he's one of your good friends. And I've just spoke to Karim Elbash, who's going to be on the show as well. And one of the things he said straight away is like, you, like when it comes to sales, this, you, you're awesome at sales. You're the man at this. And I'll try and like ask you questions about sales. So I'm, I just want to, before we get too much into that, that's the episode is obviously going to talk about that as well. 
I want to hear your origin story. Like, where are you originally from? Where are you speaking to us from today? And how did you get it sort of into the property game and what you got up to in there? And just really tell us the story. Yeah, well, we're going to have to take you uh, back a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm actually in uh, my office in South Melbourne, obviously uh, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about 8 p.m. right now. So, uh, you know, keeping the energy levels up as much as I can. <laughs> but to, uh, to tell you a bit of background, you know, originally I was at university, I guess like everybody coming out of high school, I was 18 at university, trying to follow a path that, you know, I thought I'd enjoy, I got into a, you know, uh, into a really successful university over here called Monash University, it's a mm-hmm. course in uh, management and marketing. Um, you know, six, six months into that course, just to sort of, short, you know, fast track the story a little, you know, six months into that course, I, co- I quickly realized that, um, you know, that life wasn't really for me. It was actually standing in the line to uh, go in and do my exams. And, um, you know, a good mate came up to me at that stage and, you know, he seemed really stressed. He was, he was all over the place. He was, you know, just completely pulling his hair out. And uh, this is, you know, this was the same scene that it was about, you know, six months beforehand, everybody was doing in, you know, year 12 over here and finish up VC high school. So for me, I made a very, very quick decision um, then and there to leave, Uh, walked straight out of the line, never did my exams, left university. Wow. Yep, and uh, just completely left. I went down to a friend's house, spent spent the rest of the day with her friends, to be honest. And to be honest, you know, it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. You know? I was going to um, say, we, we ask an awakening type moment. Blimey, that sounds like a very sort of, <laughs> that is a fork in the road for you where you go one way or the other way and you get to really yeah. make a big decision there. Blimey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was one of the biggest decisions, but I think you find, and I will explain a little later down the track, another decision, you know, yeah. in terms of when I left the corporate world. Yeah. Um, but you'll find, for me, I found that these biggest decisions and these sort of turning points in your life were actually some of the easiest decisions I've ever made. Mm. Um, you know, for me, it was a then and then, I'm just that kind of person. And I see where I, where I see where I want to go. And if it's not in line with where I want to go, then I need to just change the path and go, go the path that's actually in line with where I want to be. So, um, you know, p- uh, property and real estate have been a massive passion of mine, uh, I guess, my whole life, uh, you know, prior to turning 18, 19. And I'd actually done a real estate, you know, here in Australia, your real estate course was about six weeks at that time. So I did it, I did it uh, part time while I was at, while I was at university. Um, but you do need to work your ass off and you do need to work your reputation and you do need to work up, I guess, from the bottom all the way through. Um, You know, right now it's not, it's not a difficult course to get into right now. It's about one week and you, you have your real estate certificate and you'll be able to go and work for a real estate agent here in Australia or in Melbourne anyway. Um, You know, so that was, I guess that was a starting point. I had the certificate and and I thought, you know, let's just get in there and see how things go. Um, Couldn't get a job. Uh, unfortunately, in real estate. So I started door-to-door sales uh, for a television uh, company here called Foxtel. And uh, for six months, um, I did door-to-door sales. And I tell you what, if you want a crash course in selling, if you want to learn how to sell, if you want to learn how to read people, if you want to learn yeah. how to you know, build rapport and whatever it might be, door-to-door sales is the way to go. I was to say, that is um, hardcore. That is in the trenches. I can't imagine, yeah, anything like more <laughs> in the I bet, Absolutely. Had, I bet you had it all there. <laughs> oh, look, I can tell you stories of being chased out, out, the, out people's houses by brooms. I can tell you about people, you know, uh, throwing beer cans at me, dogs yeah. chasing me. But I can give you some great stories too where, you know, families let you in the home and yeah. you spend some 
spend some good time. So it's a very quick learning experience. Yeah, um, so you know. that explains a lot about how sort of obviously your area of mastery was sales because obviously anything yeah. now probably seems easy compared to them days. <laughs> well, it is, you know what? And once you figure out the sales process, it doesn't really matter what, you sell, what you're selling. You, you're mm-hmm. able to very quickly shift into selling different products, but provided you believe in the product, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, but for me, that door-to-door sales was, was my biggest learning experience, probably the best course I've ever done um, and highly recommended. In six months, you know, I, I, was, I was 19. Uh, no, I was still, still 18. Bought my first real home when I was 18 because of that, because of that sort of door-to-door wow. sales role. I mean, I know you're, uh, you're very young there. And obviously, when you're that sort of age, sometimes you'll be fearless. But that must have been out of your comfort zone. How was it going through them doors at that age? Oh, mate, the first three weeks, I felt like pulling the pin every yeah. single day, uh, without a doubt. The next three weeks, I, I didn't even want to get out of bed. Um, but it was about persistence. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's the thought that springs to mind for something like that. I'm like, oh, my God. It yeah, it is. And, you know, I, I, uh, I, it was very hard. It was 100% commission only, so we weren't getting paid unless we made sales. Yeah. Um, and at that stage, I was, uh, I was very motivated i i do i'm i'm a you know a goal orientated person you know from from day one and so i had a goal to actually purchase a car and i just wanted the car so badly that i kept waking up every single day going to work learning as much as i could um you know sitting with people who were doing well in the business you know going door-to-door selling with them whatever it could whatever i could possibly do i did you know there was no there was no such thing as i'm tired or uh, you know, there was there was no such thing as working hours. I was happy to work any hours possible to learn as much as I could. Um, so that goal of buying the car then turned into buying a house. Um, yeah. And that's what happened after six months. I don't know about over there, but that's not normal over here for like an 18-year-old to be buying property. That's, that's not standard over there either, is it? No, it's not. It's not. But it's something you, like something I absolutely loved. It was a good idea. You know, obviously, I've got, I had some really good support. Um, you know, in terms of family around me and, and uh, you know, they, they obviously, uh, you know, for me, it was all about the car. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I could have made, it made sense to buy the home and I did that. And, um, you know, then, then, you know, the car sort of came not too far after that anyway. So it was all, it was all well and good. Cool. Okay. So you bought your car and stuff like that. I mean, sorry, you, your, your first house. How did the property development side? So essentially after the, after the door-to-door sales, I got the experience. I was then able to move into a real estate role. Um, essentially five years I was working for the same real estate company and worked my, worked my way up from, uh, you know, property assistant, you know, just above reception, if you like. So a property assistant all the way through to office manager. I ran a team of 12 people. Yeah. About five years later, you know, we had a sales team. Um, a property management team, uh, you know, a couple of assistants and everything along those lines. Um, but it actually, another little awakening moment, if you like, wasn't until, you know, and I wasn't, at that stage in real estate, I was probably, you know, making around, say, $100,000 a year or so. It wasn't sort of your amazing sort of real estate story. And what happened was I had a bucks, I had a bucks or a, um, I think Thank you guys you. call them a stag, yeah, stags <laughs> over there. Yep. Yep. And we actually went to Vegas. Um, and I'll tell you one thing, if you want an awakening moment, head out to Vegas if you've never been. <laughs> and, and um, you know, all, just four or five days in Vegas opened up my eyes in terms of, you know, what was possible, what in terms of people actually achieving, you know, monetary success. Um, and achieving, you know, and at that stage, I was still 25 or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, no, I was even younger, about 24. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in terms, of, in terms of what I was chasing, it was definitely a massive monetary goal. Yeah. Um, so I came back, decided to leave, and I quickly joined my first property development firm. 
um, doing sales. So in terms of property development, it was all selling. Um, I was selling for a property developer. And what I, what I found was in real estate, you have to go and find a prospect in order and convince them to give you their house in order to sell. Whereas when I went to a property developer, this developer had a thousand, two thousand properties in a year for me to sell. All I had to do was sell it. Um, and which is obviously what I did best. And so, uh, quickly grew to a state sales manager for one of Australia's high-end premium development firms um, from there. And uh, as a state sales manager, I had a team of about four or five people running projects um, here in Victoria. And um, yeah, we quickly, quickly grew very, very, very quickly and highly successful in terms of, you know, we sold something along the lines of a million, $11 million or 20 properties in, in about two hours. Uh, we sold 35 properties in a weekend. So huge, huge numbers there in terms right. of yeah. yeah. So at the age of 27, you're very, in a monetary terms, you're very successful and it's going really well. So what on earth, I know obviously you talk about it wasn't your ideal day. And obviously once you get to a certain amount of numbers, you know, it, you, I suppose you realize time is more valuable and like there's only so much money you can get. So I mean, what, what happened around that time? Because some of them were insane to just then just pull the plug on that and go off in a different direction. Everybody called me insane. There wasn't, there wasn't a person in the world that didn't call me insane. Absolutely. To be honest, I was sitting in my corner office um, here in South Bank. We've got a beautiful office. Um, you know, it's a business district, if you like, in South Bank. You sit down and you have these beautiful offices that look out into the river. There's Crown yeah. Casino. There's, you know, it's just it's the top end of the corporate world. And I was yeah. sitting in my, uh, you know, sitting in the office there. And uh, I was just looking out and, and you know, I, yes, I had the car. I had the cars that I wanted. I was very close to be able to buy, you know, the beach house or the townhouse that I was mm-hmm. that I was been working for for the last ten years. Um, you know, I was very close to being offered a national sales manager role, which is also what I had been, which was my goal career. Yeah. You know, to, to run uh, the entire national sales management team. Um, you know, I was I didn't feel amazing. You know, yeah. it wasn't like okay, what the hell is going on? I'm not. I'm not pumped. I'm not you know, this person that I used to be, there was no motivation. Um, mm. I had goals, but something was missing. You know, I didn't really like the path that my, my life was going down. Um, and so at that stage, I was lucky enough to uh, contact a, a close friend of mine who was actually the old CEO of the real estate company that I was working with. Yeah. And um, I touched base with him and I said, you know, would, it, would you mind if we just went for a coffee, just for a chat? Um, and he's probably one of the biggest uh, things that I've ever learned in my entire life. Um, was from this guy and he essentially, I mean, he just sold, uh, you know, he'd sold uh, a business he'd been working on and he just sort of made about 20 odd million dollars. So, you know, you know, listen to him when he was talking to me yeah. and he just, you know, I was telling him about where I was at and what I was doing and what I was considering. And he just said to me, he said, Simon, what I want you to do is go home and write down five years from now, what your one ideal day looks like. Okay. He's like, so once you've achieved everything you've possibly achieved when, you know, you've got, you've gotten everything that you, you think you want, what do you do with your day? You know, where do you wake up? Where do you, where do you have breakfast? What do you have breakfast? Um, yeah. You know, is anybody sleeping next? You get really specific on that yeah, one I'm a big believer of this ideal day thing. So I think it just simplifies sure. it down and just can clarify it. I think it's absolutely, really it was just yeah. massive, massively powerful for me. And when I did that one ideal day, I quickly realized that the track that I was on with this sort of national sales manager role or, or this, you know, role that I was hoping to get yeah. wasn't going to lead to that ideal day. As and say, uh, very far from it, I'd imagine. <laughs> it was very, very, very far from it. And so 
Um, again, very quickly, uh, within, I say, probably a day or two of doing that exercise, I handed in my resignation. Um, I had already been contemplating this SCFU fitness uh, business idea with my with my business partner. So we'd already sort of, you know, started it in the background. I yeah. was always thought it'd be something I'd work on in the background. Um, but, you know, I had I had the opportunity to, to resign. I had a decision to leave and uh, that was it, to be honest. Once I resigned, I got offered a national sales manager role with a different company. Um, and it was one of the easiest decisions to say no to. Um, it was, I still remember having that conversation. I was at a cafe with a mate and uh, he could not believe what I was saying no to. It was ridiculous. And, and it was, again, one of the easiest decisions I've ever done. And, and you know, there's been times you look back, but when you stay true to yourself, it's something that um, it's something that's quite easy to never even bother going going back to. Yeah, I mean, this sounds in my head. It sounds like you've already answered this question, but I just want to give you the opportunity. Mm -hmm. We have our Yoda question, where it's who helped awaken your alpha. It sounds like the guy who sat down and asked you to run through your sort of your perfect day. It sounds like that's yeah. potentially it, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. Is <laughs> there's, there's a team of people, you know, I have, a, yeah. I have a group of five people and, um, you know, two of them you've already touched base on Calvin Coils and, yeah. you know, Bash is uh, just amazing and they, they do amazing things and, you know, and they've always helped and supported me. So I've been blessed to have those two alphas on the, on the team. My business partner, Yetta, she is um, another person who just completely looks at the world completely differently um, to, you know, Calvin and Karim. So she gives me a completely different perspective. Um, but the one, the one person who actually, you know, helped me with that turning moment um, was that person that I did catch up with and, and had coffee um, and the person who told me about the ideal day. Um, and also somebody I believe has come onto your show before as well with Travis Jones. They're, all those people there are, are a big part of my, um, of yeah. my support group and I wouldn't be where I am without yeah. them right now. I mean, we're going to go straight into the alpha round now, pretty much. Some tools, tricks and resources and a bit of advice as well. I mean, so all of this, the constant thread throughout this is your, your sales and your ability in sales. I mean, I just want to take, get some advice really for anyone listening. What do you think do you bring to sales that other people, obviously, not everyone has it and you were getting offered national roles. You were very successful. What do you think makes a good salesperson and what do you think some of the key mistakes our people do? Honesty. Um, I'm going to say honesty. I've mm. never sold something I didn't believe in and never sold anything whatsoever to anybody who couldn't possibly afford it or shouldn't buy it. Yeah. Um, I think there's a huge stigma. I don't know about you guys over there, but particularly here in Australia, real agents where, you know, they come across as these, these sort of, you know, not so um, honest uh, individuals. And oh, yeah, um, I, I think that's, I think that's pretty worldwide. Definitely. Okay. I'm all about being different. And to be honest, the only way you're going to be different in the sales industry is by being yourself. Yeah. Um, as simple as that sounds, that's actually the honest truth. Um, that's probably my biggest different differentiating is that, that when I come across and I'm speaking to somebody, yeah, there's, there's so many tools and techniques that I'm more than happy to share with, uh, with you. And I could definitely go through them. Mm -hmm. But the biggest, the one biggest thing would definitely be that I was just myself when I was on the phone. Um, yeah when you're when you're uh, sort of uh, out there and you're selling and you're talking to people and you're honest they can they, they can see that straight away um, and then secondly I was really I had this I have this ability to predict where the conversation is going to go um, and to, to sort of see where the you know where the client needs to go 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't force them to go down that track. I, I more, it's more of a guide, you know, in terms of the sales process and, and guiding them through because what you're doing is you're positioning yourself as an authority in terms of, okay, if they're purchasing a house off you, you should know everything about, you know, investment properties, everything about buying as a first time buyer, what these people are looking for. And, and you should really be recommending things to them, yeah. honestly. Um, so that they, you know, build trust and proof and cred- credibility. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk around persuasion sales um, and relationship sales, but in my personal opinion, it's always been about authority. You know, making yourself as the authority and the go-to person in an industry, and yeah. you'll then be able to excel without a doubt. Brilliant. Using all of that, then you said you touched on. I mean, we don't have to go into too much. You t- touched on like a, a sales process. So, I mean, if if you're just assuming someone really is, is quite fresh to sales or that they don't understand and they just think it's literally you're just going to chat to someone and if they want to buy, they do, and if they don't, they don't. Can you just touch on some of the, some of the processes you go through? Yeah, I close. I close after the first four seconds of speaking to the customers. So, what does that mean? Everybody says there's a sales process where it's building rapport. Then you do the sales presentation mm. and then do a soft close, you get an objection, and then you do a close. So that's a traditional sales process. It works for your average salesperson. It's not mm-hmm. a problem at all. I close after four seconds after saying hello. You know, I generally don't ask them how they're doing because that's what everybody else is doing. So I generally go, this is the reason why I'm calling. Um, here's the information. What I want to do is find out whether or not, you know, this program is right for you, whether or not this property is going to be right for you, this development is going to be right for you, and I start essentially a closing process and mm. what you want to do is be and this is what i meant by predicting where the conversation is going to is going to go what you want to do is be an expert enough to understand what the customer is uh, is telling you without them necessarily telling you it you know if they're yeah. going to tell you for example if i have an if i have a customer who said you know simon i want to purchase an investment property uh, you know we're looking at two bedrooms but we're not sure we might consider one bedroom I'm going to start closing them on the either the two bedroom or the one bedroom that I know they should be buying as an investor. The yeah. only thing I need to know is what their price range is. So I can recommend a one bedroom property for them very, very quickly. Um, and, you know, it could even be in the back of my head which property they're buying. And it's just a matter of them having to catch up, I guess, to, to me or, or to the salesperson as to why that one bedroom property is going to be um, the suitable property for them, you know? Yeah. So what you want to do is predict predict which one it is and then work, I guess, get the customer to catch up to your yeah. mind. Uh, my, my question there would you would be to you then, do you, is, do you think it's always important to have maybe at least two options so you can almost tailor exactly the sale to the person and what they're telling you and understanding what they actually want or need? Do you think that's important? That's a great yeah, it's a great, absolutely great question. Um, whether I'm selling a development of, you know, 40 apartments or whether it's 1,200 apartments, we, I would only ever have three apartments to sell in my mind. Yeah. Okay. And I only move past those three apartments once I've sold them. I, I know the top three. You know, I mean, a good salespeople, I mean, I could have six depending on, on you know, I'd have three for owner-occupiers, yeah. three for investors as an example. And I would just be concentrating on those because those three that you pick out should be technically hitting all the solutions that any, any buyer should have. It just makes it a lot simpler, not just for yourself, but also for the actual customer itself. 
Um, you know, the other thing is you really need to know the product. So whether it's property or whether it's, you know, uh, you're selling a bottle of water or, or if you're selling meal plans or whatever you're doing, what, what is your actual product? My, when I had one of my online businesses, which is a sales training business, personal training, for example, when I asked them what, what, what they did, they would tell me that, you know, they'd help people lose weight. Well, it's like, dude, you don't help people lose weight. That's one of the benefits of your product. Yeah. But what you generally do is you change somebody's life, you change their energy, you change their attitude, you, you know, you help them feel great, you help them feel confident, you go mm -hmm. out there and you literally change the way this person yeah. sees themselves as a person. Um, so that's what you need to do. And you really need to know your product to that level in order to be able to convince the customer to purchase off you. Absolutely brilliant. No, completely agree. Um, we're going to mix this up a little bit now as well. And I'm just going to ask you, this is our complete blank around. So you just got to fill in the blanks and finish my sentence and we'll find out a little bit more about you. So um, your best friend would describe you as? Crazy. <laughs> okay. If I was ever to visit your hometown, is it Melbourne you're saying? Is... Yes. Yeah. If I was ever to visit Melbourne, I should? Eat Japanese. Oh, is there a lot of Japanese food around there or is it just very decent, very good? Oh, there's just two amazing restaurants which we will go to whenever you're down. <laughs> Quality. The last time you were drunk was? Yesterday, probably. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, the weekend. Saturday, actually. Um, two weeks ago. No, I'm lying. It was two weeks ago. <laughs> it's, going, it's getting further back. It's getting further back. So that's how drunk I was. I don't even remember when it was. <laughs> okay. You upset people by? Oh, being an asshole. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite movie and why? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I'm going to say Seven Pounds. I haven't watched it in a very long time. In fact, I've only ever watched it once. But Seven Pounds? I'm up on, what is that? I'm up on my movies. I've never heard of that one. I can't think of that think one. It's a, it's a Will Smith movie. Um, yeah, it is Seven Pounds. I watched it once. <laughs> I can't tell you why that's the movie. I yeah. watched it once. And you know what? I watch. I've, I've bought it. It's still in the packaging in my home. I've never watched it again. But whenever I get asked what my favorite movie is, that's the movie that I just was moved the most out of any movie I've ever watched by that movie. Oh, I love um, Will Smith. I'm surprised that slipped past me. So, what? How old is that one? Like, when? When's that from? Well, 2008. 2008, I'd say. It's it's about a guy who who essentially gives. I think he gives his. You have to watch it, mate. You yeah. have to watch. I don't want to give it. But you know, it's a, it's it's it actually moved me. I I don't get like I watch a lot. Yeah. Not that I watch a lot of movies, but I enjoy movies. Um, yeah. and that's you know that's the movie that I I generally say is my favorite. I can't couldn't tell you why. Okay, it just moved. No worries. I wonder if there's a particular all-time favorite book of yours or a book that you think could be useful to recommend. It could be to do with sales, or it doesn't have to be. It's up to you. Yeah, one absolutely. I've got a few books. I mean, I'm a, I'm a book fanatic. Calvin Coy was once said to me, you know, sell your TV and buy a library. And I did exactly that. I'd never watch TV unless it's a movie. Yeah. Um, and I literally either read books or, um, you know, listen to audio books. But a couple of that have actually, you know, stuck with me and, and some that helped me, you know, change, change a lot, particularly when I was working sort of 80 to 100 hours a week in, in, a, in, a, in that sort of sales industry was the four-hour you know, the four hour work week. Oh, yeah, that was, that was one of my first books that I can really recall having an impact on me. I love that one. Absolutely. That was probably one of my first ones, if not the first one. Um, recently, I've been uh, connecting in with a lot more 
sort of spiritual style books, um, something, you know, coming from the sales industry, we're all about go, go, go. And Grant Cardone has some amazing books out there. You know, mm-hmm. Brian Tracy is fantastic as well um, in terms of some closing techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, 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 you know, definitely look up those two people. Um, but The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari um, is something that I'm loving. I've just finished it. It's, it's yeah. great in terms of connecting in spiritually with, you know, happiness and, and a whole bunch of other things, which I've completely overlooked and, and now trying to get back into. Um, and the purple, purple cow is a small, is a short audio book, which I love. Is that Seth Godin? Is that one? Yeah. Yep. Correct. Yep. So, you know, and that's something that I absolutely love and probably uh, resonates with the whole STFU brand and, and being out there and in your face and being different. And that's where the name, you know, STFU came from and, yeah. and building sort of a, a brand around that sort of basis. Cool. Who do you recommend I should interview next or very soon? I'd, I'd love to sort of be able to um, put you in touch with a gentleman um, by the name of Timothy Mark. Um, okay. He runs an entrepreneur program uh, called Secret Society Mastermind. Um, all online base. He's got some cool stuff out there. You know, it might be worth touching base with him. I've never personally met him, but I've, um, you know, I've connected in with him yeah. a number of times just by email and phone and things. And, and he's, uh, he's always uh, fairly inspirational to listen to and definitely successful in his own right. Cool. That sounds like a good recommendation. No, I, I like the sound of that. Brilliant. We talked about sales and a lot of it is obviously your background in sales and selling apartments and different things and real estate. I just wonder what, what you're up to now. I know you've got your sort of your clothing line, but I just wondered what an average day was and what's the particular alpha habit that you get up to now? <laughs> Oh, well, look, being mates with, uh, being best friends with Karim Elbash, you have to be uh, all about peak performance. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, from waking up at about 5am, I do an hour of, hour of uh, power, if you like, yeah. um, where it's sort of 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of, you know, uh, journaling. Journaling is something that I've recently come back to. You know, I do it on a daily basis. I write down things like how my day was, how, you know, what I achieved, what I could do better. And I just sort of touch base and realign myself with my goals and with that one ideal day. It's all about that one ideal day. And for me, mm. it's, it's about connecting with that. So journaling on a daily basis. Um, you know, then I'm working um, or obviously training in terms of fitness and health. It's a huge part of my life and, mm. and it's something that gives me energy consistently. So I only eat, uh, you know, the foods that Karim would tell me to eat. Um, and then from, uh, you know, working on STFU, um, I also uh, help people in terms of sales training as well as business consulting um, yeah. on, a, on a sort of one-on-one basis. One of my online businesses uh, was a sort of sales training online business yeah. um, as well as a business consulting business and I've moved away from doing that on a sort of a mass scale and doing that more on a one-on-one consulting basis. Yeah. And so meeting with, um, I would meet with my consulting clients during the day as well, um, either do sales training or do, um, you know, some kind of uh, online marketing or whatever, whatever their personal needs are. Um, generally, it's going to be based around trying to sell something, whether it's either over the phone or online or, or uh, you know, face-to-face. Yeah. But I'm very much focused on STFU right now and it's all about growing that business. We've got, uh, you know, 30 or 40 items is about to hit the website next week so we're keeping our hands full with that that's for sure okay cool i mean and what's the best way people can get hold of you or find out more if they want to uh look i'd i'd, I'd say that just add me on facebook at yeah. simon 
R A W A D I is the surname, um, or on Instagram is probably uh, something I'm going to start to build and pay a lot more attention to in terms of um, you know providing a lot of motivation, a lot of uh, inspiration, just kind of being myself. I don't I don't have this crazy uh, you know uh, dream of you know, just being perfect all the time. Yeah. You'll see a lot of stuff on there, and it's I think I'm very real on, on my social media. So my Instagram is is S I M O. B-R-O-Z-O and um, that's something that's somewhere they can follow me as well okay perfect well Simon thank you so much for taking the time this morning and your evening uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and I uh, can't wait to get this one out thank you Adam I appreciate it and um, you know looking forward to, hear, to, to doing a lot more work with you later down the track check out this fantastic podcast do the little guy a favour subscribe and review it'll help get him off my back Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another awesome, exciting episode on Awaken Your Alpha. Really appreciate it. Make sure you keep up to date with everything that's going on. Follow us on Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha, Twitter, Awaken Your Alpha, and Instagram at Awaken Your Alpha. Connect with me as well, Adam Lewis Walker on Facebook, personal and public profiles, but I'd love to connect with you and find out more. Those who want to take it up another notch, you can book in your personal strategy session with me. Get straight to that form and apply. It's tiny URL dot com forward slash awaken your alpha the awaken your alpha podcast live limitless